Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Studio Be Inspired audience. I'm here today with John Bond. He is an artist who is currently showing at Studio B, and he shows a variety of other places. He's been doing this for, what, over 50 years, uh, something like that? That's correct. Close to five centuries. Yes. 47 <laughs> years, professionally. Very good. Now, tell me a little bit about your beginnings. Did you always know you were going to be an artist? Uh, people tell me that. Of course, I didn't know it at a young age. But, uh, <laughs> my mother kept most of my little drawings. And, Is that right? Uh, yeah, the first day of uh, kindergarten class. Okay. Uh, I went to the blackboard without permission, according to my teacher many years later. I <laughs> uh, went to the blackboard without permission on the first day of kindergarten class and proceeded to pick up a piece of chalk from the chalk trough uh -huh. and create a sketch on the blackboard. And then I put the chalk down and returned to my seat. And she didn't say a word, but she said, <laughs> I think Johnny's going to be an artist, so. So that was in kindergarten already. about that? How about that? <laughs> well, what you have here at the studio, I know you had indicated that you like to sketch more than anything. But what you have here, tell us about the piece you have here at Studio B. Well, I have two pieces here. The, the, the one, which was fortunate to win a, a Best of Show, is an oil and wood panel. Mm -hmm. That's a, That was for the birds exhibit that you're currently featuring. Mm -hmm. uh, it features ravens yeah. pecking away at corn cobs. And ravens are a little, they're in the Corvus family. They're like a blackbird or a crow, but they're a little bigger, a little broader, a little more nasty in some respects. <laughs> I kind of pictured this this murder of ravens or this, these crows uh, pecking away at corn mm -hmm. that's painted oil and wood panel. And uh, I kind of did like silhouettes and profiles of birds from different angles. Yeah. To maybe create that imagery of these these ravens eating at that corn. So <laughs> the the other piece uh, near it is uh, is uh, features feathers. Yes. And uh, that's an egg tamper on wood panel. That one's kind of a little bit more uh, mysterious because the uh, feathers and the tree and the pine cones are imagery which are metaphors for people. It's kind of Talk a story. To, tell me about that. Uh, I often tell folks that if you see a, a pine cone in my paintings, it represents a person I know. A pine cone? A pine cone does, because it's, it's, it's a, it can come to life at any time. I've said before, pine cones, even though they appear to be dead, there's life in them. Sometimes they can 
be resurrected via a fire and, and create a new tree or uh, with the right kind of atmosphere and soil temperatures. That that pine cone is like a person to me that maybe if it's passed on, passed when? away, it comes back to life. And when did you decide that pine cone? On my walks people. in the woods. Okay. A long time ago, excuse me, back in, in, the, in my tr travels as a Boy Scout. And as a young boy, always being in the woods, uh -huh. picking up things, taking them home. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know exactly when... When pine cones became my friends, so to speak. <laughs> the, the art gallery at home is full of pine cones. No yes. kidding. And feathers, you say, are representative of? Feathers as well, because feathers, uh, you know, they're for flight. And people, people fly away from you sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, in flight, they leave you. They, they, they pass on. Uh, they're, okay. the, the feathers become... I bring them back from my hikes. Invariably, if I take a walk in the woods or in the fields, I find something like that. Mm -hmm. Bring it back, and it becomes studio props. I'm and it becomes also a memento of that day in my of life. Of that particular day. Yeah. Now, feathers for me signify angels. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I love finding them on walks, as you say. Yeah. I, looked at, I looked at art last evening in a book with the angels with those... Uh, imagery like from da Vinci and how all the angels were depicted with birds' wings. No kidding. Yeah, and uh, I kind of thought again about the, those feathers again. And, and as you say, representing yeah. uh, angels who are delivering messages. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, how interesting to find these secret messages. There are a lot of secret messages in my art. There, there are stories beneath every painting. Okay. And they're kind of they're kind of hidden, and they mean different things to different people. People come to the art gallery, and on occasions, some people have been, begun crying when they look at something I painted, and for a different reason than my my reason. But then we have a conversation, and they'll say something like, the saw in that painting reminds me of my grandpa. Okay. Or it brings back a memory of my mother. Okay. Or the, the the reflection in that glass that you painted there is my son. And I'm looking at the window reflection. I say, wow, I, I see that now, but I never, never. I never really put it there. But yeah. you saw it there. So art does that to people. It art, does. Art, art extracts their feelings that are uh, Latin. You know, they're, they're hidden. So yes. It's kind of neat when it happens. Yeah. Yeah, did that happen to you as a young person that you recall? Uh, looking at early paintings and listening to my memories of music growing up, some things okay. that come back now to inspire me to do certain pieces of art and okay. and art and and music that I even listen to now. Sometimes a phrase from a song will stand out and I'll develop a piece of art from that. No kidding. Yeah, it's kind of well, your stage exhibits and include music. Yes. Them. Can you talk about yeah. the latest one you did? Where yeah. was it and who was your well, musician? Yeah, uh, I did a collaboration with, with Dave Klein, one of Berks County's icons. <laughs> I call him the musical ambassador. He's done so much to promote our area, the heritage, the folkloric traditions of this area. Dave and I worked on a project two years ago over a 10-month period. We, we worked day and night. We communicated mostly via email because I don't do cell phones. But, 
uh, we created a, a project called The Place I Call Home since we're both Berks Countians and um, we created 25 uh, original songs and tunes, Dave did, and in conjunction with that, I developed 75 original works of art in that, no that became, uh, they, this collaboration was just really neat as it came about. And, and where do we obviously have published that? Yeah, we, we published it, we, we, were, we were doing a lot of events, and that came to a standstill last year because of, of circumstances. Yep. But we're, we're developing some new uh, venues to, to do that again, including one which will happen in, in, at the Schwanksville Heritage Center in, um, in August through October. We're doing a Sunday afternoon event there with music and art. So, oh, how lovely. Yeah, that's, that's one that we're going to be doing. But we're, we're, we take it on the road. We kind of like doing gigs. <laughs> and Dave, a musician, he feeds off the energy of people. Well, interestingly, we have here at the studio a piano teacher who invites her students once a year to create, to compose a piece of music mm -hmm. inspired by a piece of art. Yeah. And then the kids come and talk about the composition that they yeah. created yeah. Um, and talk about how that particular, we, we invite the artist as well, and to talk about how that particular piece of art is represented music. It's a Fantastic. One of my favorite events yeah, that we yeah. hold here at Studio B. We have to have you here yeah, to do something. You. Yeah. The, the disciplines of art and music, there's so many similarities. Doing this project <laughs> with Dave the other year, we talked about how he would send me a demo of maybe a 15-second idea that he had. And I said to Dave, I said, you know, that's really not any different than me doing a preliminary sketch for a final piece of art. You can pull from that the best parts of it, maybe delete certain aspects that you don't like. You can juxtapose, juxtapose a piece there. In his case, putting an extra note there or an extra phrase in the song. So mm -hmm. music and art really, really work together extremely well. They certainly do. Yes. They certainly do. Yep. yep. And we also try to invite the lit, uh, literary arts because we too, I don't know if you're aware, publish a book of poetry and prose. Yeah. And we're on our eighth book of poetry and prose, yeah. and I'm so excited about that, too. My, I've done a bunch of paintings uh, really on Robert, from Robert Frost poetry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe he's not as well-known anymore as he was, but he's... I can't imagine. So I, I, feel he's right? I feel he's yeah. immortal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a lot of the themes in his poems, I can really relate to living in the country and seeing the changes of seasons mm -hmm. and those aspects of uh, coming and going to life and death, yeah. the melancholy aspects of, yeah. uh, of some of my art. Yeah. Um, Your art is of the country. It is. Would you say? It is, yeah. I, I really do make a conscientious effort to show the ruralness of things, that, that agrarian nature. I specifically avoid scenes that have technology okay. like telephone lines <laughs> and modern buildings. I yeah. like the old things. Yeah. To me there there's a greater beauty in them and the integrity of the workmanship and uh, uh, I, I can't quite put it into words but I, I know it when I see it. Very good. Yeah. Now tell me, have you always 
been an artist as your profession? Yes, I really have. Uh, following high school days, I struck out on, in my business uh, and developed a graphics business. Uh, okay. So it's been that 47 years we mentioned at the beginning of the of this interview. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah I, I've painted many things. Uh, I, I mentioned to you that I've done, by my best count, over 30,000 graphics. and 30,000 graphics? Different graphics. Everything from from logos to... Yep, yep, to, yep. I, I've painted everything. The joke in my family is I painted everything except submarines. <laughs> and not, when I mean painted, I don't mean on a surface. I've literally painted onto those things, from <laughs> trains to, to airplanes really? to hot air balloons. No kidding. To jets, uh, to vehicles, to boats. Yeah, because to when bicycles. I, when yeah. I think of graphics, my husband is a um, graphic artist, but he's on the computer all the time. Mm -hmm. You're not. Well, yeah, I'm using more computer aided technology, even though I despise aspects of it. <laughs> right, but that's the, what I'm yeah, hearing. I, I'm using it a lot, and I'll use it as reference points for art that I'm creating. Um, but. Uh, well, what I want what I want to say, I don't know. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So, um, my understanding is that you do some plein air sketching or painting. You are out, people can can find you different places yeah. in the middle of an orchard, in the middle yeah. of a meadow. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about that well, a little bit? Where will we find you? Where would, you would find me <laughs> on the hills and dales of rural Brooks County. Okay. Uh, you might find my my uh, truck parked along a farm lane, and invariably I'll, I'll always ask permission from the landowners to walk their fields, and everybody says, "Sure, Johnny, anytime." Yeah. But uh, I'll go out and uh, on maybe a Sunday afternoon after worship, and do a sketch with the pen and ink, or a pencil sketch, and then those become touchstones for. Painting. For paintings and, and uh, more finished studio pro products. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love being outside. And there are times when I don't really end up painting or sketching. I'm just out there because it, it's it's not working for me that day. Uh, sometimes it's not working. Hey, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's writer's block yeah. Yeah. and there's artist block yeah. too, I'm sure. When yeah. it works, it's it, magic. When it works, I, I like to say I'm firing in all eight cylinders. <laughs> and, uh, but it, those sketches, those those things you do out in the open, out in plain air, in yeah. the, they're irreplaceable, and they bring they create so many great memories. Uh, I was thinking of that on the way down today to talk to you about some of the neat experiences I've had painting, everything from falling through ice flows into the creeks Did to you to really? to uh, being uh, stung by bees. To having the hemlock needles in a rainstorm fall onto the surface of a painting that I've created, and really, that person who owns that painting, when you look at that oil painting closely, you'll see hemlock needles embedded in the oil paint. Now, have you ever done that on purpose? Oh no, never. The only thing I do on purpose <laughs> is, is at the gallery. The things that happen in the wild are great, mm -hmm. and the bad things happen too. Uh, including having the painting when you feel is nearly finished blow off the easel and land upside down in the meadow grass. That happened years and years ago, and I was kind of frustrated by it. But I flipped it over and, 
and rework it the best I could. That painting sold, so everything worked out. <laughs> Experiences. Where do you find your largest market? Uh, well, most of my sales are at my art gallery at home in Northern Berks. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, we do roughly two shows a year. Do you really? Yeah, and uh, that seems to be the best market. We do sell online. I do get references from these shows that I exhibit, including yours at, here at Studio B. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's word of mouth and people that collect my things, they like it. Uh, I've always had it at, at price points that I feel are marketable. Uh, okay. And for people to enjoy. I mean, I, I looked at the art gallery again the other day, and I'm loaded with stuff right now because things have been a little bit different. Things, you know, are... are uh, been more challenging to get the product out there, but at this point in time, I, I have over 220 original works of art just cluttering the floors and so we and need to have yeah we need an art show <laughs> something like that we need an art show yeah. we need an art art and we need we need to get out and about yes so tell me how the pandemic has affected your work well um, maybe it hasn't. It's affected my work. I, I've done a few pieces that are very personal because of deaths in the family due to COVID. And th they're unfinished pieces, but the one in particular is uh, uh, kind of showing brothers working together. And that's actually based partly on that Robert Frost poem called A Tuft of Flowers. And one of his closing lines in that poem is called Men Work Together, I Told Him From the Heart whether they work together or apart. And that, to me, was wow. representational of, of a of brother that passed on. So that, that work is unfinished. Uh, I'm going to tackle it again when the time is right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beyond the morbid aspect of that, I was really productive over this last year. I did so much work. I did 100 pieces of work since this happened last March of 2020, uh, sometimes working day and night and during really? regular, during regular business hours. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it had its upside. Everything's got its upside. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was talking with an artist yesterday, you know, who said that the pandemic allowed her to go online and take art classes in an aspect of the arts that she hadn't explored, but it gave her a purpose every day to get up and watch this program and interact with the other artists in the class. And, you know, it, yeah. she said, saved her life. Yeah. So I think things are opening up more. Of the, I, I noticed it in the shows I've entered this year. There are more events. We're, we're coming, we're seeing the light at the end of the dark tunnel. And people are happy to get their art out there and see other where artists. You, where are you exhibiting currently besides Studio B? Well, I, had a, I have pieces right now at the Lehigh Art Alliance, some in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Okay. Some at the, the Banana Factory at Bethlehem, PA. Okay. Uh, I just got a letter this morning that four pieces were accepted in western Pennsylvania in Westmoreland County. Wow. Uh, we just did a show... Um, God, I'm drawing a blank here. I'm drawing a blank. There's That's a fourth okay. place I'm thinking of that we, we did pretty nicely with the show. But anyway, things are things are looking pretty good. That's getting better. good. How did you find us? Well, I've been aware of Studio B for many years. I, I brought pieces here a long time ago during one of the early farm exhibits. Oh, okay. That might have been one of the first 
farm themes you did. Exactly. And it was our uh, signature show. Yeah, that and yeah. That, was, that was right up my alley because of everything I do. Right. My stuff is very farm-oriented. Yeah. Implements. Uh, and and implements in the fields and the, and the heritage of the structures. I've done shows called Stone and Wood at home, and that was indicative of everything about where I live. It's all stone and wood. It's rolling hills. It's fence rows made out of field stone. It's wood lots. It's the wood on the side of the barn. It's the wood that's stacked in the woods that maybe someone totally forgot about. I love it. And there's a theme there, too. Back to Robert Frost. I love uh, it. I love so, it. You and I need yeah, to talk more yeah. about oh, Robert Frost. Okay. It's one of my absolute, absolute sure. favorite, but I'm I'm thinking now yeah. we should have an exhibit about wood. Yeah, well, there you go. That would be a great. Wouldn't that be fun? Do, do stone and wood. You'd be stone and wood. Stone and wood. I love it. Oh. Let's send that out to the universe and see if we can manifest. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you know, getting back to that technology thing, but but the great thing about technology is like all the wonderful things you can find on YouTube. Yes. And and you can find those Robert Frost rare interviews where he's actually reading his own poetry. I love it. And uh, or uh, these songs that inspire me. You can you can catch people doing their versions of the song and that'll spark an interest in well, the I'll next tell project. You, what, you are a busy guy. Yes. And obviously inspired by many things. Uh, yeah, always inspired. There's always something that can create a flicker of inspiration, whether and, and whether they're the leaf or, or a, 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 a a reflection on the stream or the clouds blowing into my uh, area from the mountains up at Hawk Mountain, mm -hmm. the change of the, the cloud structures, uh, just never, never dull. Never a dull moment. No. Never bored. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jane. I really appreciate talking <laughs> to you on a, on a wonderful Monday afternoon. Sounds great. You take care now and enjoy spring. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.